this heaven? No. It's Iowa. Oh, so here we are, Eric. It's me and my uh, twin brother, Susan. Wait, you have a uh, twin brother? You've been recording with twi- twin brother this whole time? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, we're, we're the podcasting twins of Des Moines. Surprised you haven't heard of us. We're really well known. Which one am I talking to right now? Well, hi, it's it's me, Susan. Actually, I was the one that started podcasting with you first. S- uh, Susan, are you the one that likes THX1138 or is that Ben? No, no, I, I actually, that's Ben's the one with the bad takes. I'm the one that comes in with the swab takes. Okay, well, maybe you have a good take on this movie today. Dead ringers. On the pod <laughs> on of, the pod dreams. of dreams. <laughs> dreams, we did it. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Beverly Mantle. By every scientific measure, they are absolutely the same. They share everything. You haven't had any experience until I've had it too. Bev, you've got to try the movie star. She's unbelievable. Doctor, you've cured me. You mean to say there's two of them? They're twins, dear. I think we should drop her, Bev. You drop her. I'm in love with her. I'll be in love if it does this to you, can it? Doctor. I think there's something wrong with you. Patients are getting strange. What are they? They're working on mutant women. From David Cronenberg, who in The Fly made the fantastic real. Get him out of here! Radical technology was required. Something radical is definitely required. Now, David Cronenberg makes reality the ultimate fantasy. Dead ringers. Separation can be a, a terrifying thing. Okay, welcome. Thank you, everybody, for joining. This is the Pot of Dreams. If you listen, we will pod. It's Ben and Eric and Ben's twin brother. There's three of us here today. So the the one that you disagree with today, that's the twin. Right? Honestly, is this, is this, is this, should is this we have gotten your brother for this? I mean, your brother, you don't look that unlike your brother. I mean, I feel like you could have added a, a peter lane to this podcast we could have that wouldn't have been a bad idea actually i fucked you first i, I so okay so we're talking dead ringers all right yep. explain it's, yourself uh, i want to explain i want to get this in i'm coming in hot so um it's a david cronenberg film from 1988 uh, I picked this movie because I saw that there was a an Amazon series that just came out with the same title, Dead Ringers, and it is loosely based off of this movie, although this movie is loosely based off of a real event. Uh, but the Dead Ringers show on Amazon stars Rachel Weiss. I thought it looked kind of interesting. It looked kind of weird. I was like, oh, wait. And then I heard somewhere that it was based off a movie. thought I should watch this Cronenberg movie. I haven't really explored Cronenberg's catalog. You we talked just about Dead that. Zone is the only one you've seen. I've seen Dead Zone and The Fly. I think those are probably oh, okay. the only two. And those are like the least Cronenberg-y Cronenberg movies as far as oh, I can tell. The Fly is pretty, is pretty Cronenberg, but the, we'll get there. The Rick and Morty episode where they go to the Cronenberg planet is one of my favorite Rick and Morty episodes. I think it's hilarious. Um, 
but I've just never really connected with this movie, so I thought I'd pick this movie. <clears throat> One question I have. So this film is based off these twin brothers. They're gynecologists. They're weirdos. They're fucking weirdos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's, but it's also based off a true story where these they were practicing physicians. They were gynecologists. And they died together in the circumstances of how they died is apparently still a mystery. Like people still yeah. don't really know how they died. Right. But they died together. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess there was like an obituary that ran in like the New York or something and it became a big story. And then Cronenberg decided to make a movie loosely based off of it. And it starts Jeremy Irons. He plays both of them. Uh, this yeah. movie Oh God! Well, how do so so my a huge complaint I had is it's based sort of based around this woman she's an actor and what? she starts a relationship with Elliot the kind of cool he's the cool twin he's the evil cool he's twin the outgoing gregarious the cynical alpha. twin yeah correct but and but then, Elliot pretends to be Beverly I so I we're gonna use these names there's one twin is named Elliot the outgoing one. The introspective guy is Beverly. Alpha male, whatever you want. Two peas in a pod. But Elliot and Irons was, plays both of them. He play, he's, he's a really good in this movie. He's a, he does a very good job, I think. No? I think he's okay. Uh, I, I don't love it. Well, there's first of all, there's more than anything, the accent. They're supposed to be in Toronto. They're raised in Toronto. Jeremy Irons is very British. Do they ever yeah. say Toronto in the movie? Yeah, yes. The the uh, the first opening scroll is um, when they're little kids. It says whatever Canada. Oh, you're right, it does. Yeah. And then they, they talk to a girl who's they, very Canadian. And the, like, they want to have sex with us. And yeah, she's so like, she's, Ew, you I'm going to tell us. you guys are weirdos. Eh? Yeah. Like, she's She's got a Canadian accent. And then we see that it's Toronto later. I don't remember wow, or, or maybe I just infer it, but I'm pretty sure she says, like, everybody in Toronto knows the famous Mantle Twins. So it, it all takes place in Canada. Uh, and David Cronenberg's Canadian, but... The famous Mantle Twins, right? So this is one of my... I just honestly... And you're going to think this is a stupid Eric thing, but I could not wrap my head around it, right? So this woman, she's a patient at this clinic, this fa- world-famous gyne- gynecological clinic, OBGYN, right? World-famous, the Mantle Twins. And she doesn't fucking know that there's two of them? So oh, she no, starts... No. Having this, sex with Elliot, and then Elliot passes her basically on to his twin brother, and he sort of falls in love, has this weird kind of connection with her. But yep. she she never knows that there's <laughs> two of them until he reveals it, and then she gets all fucking pissed at him like for basically sharing them with each other, and then she finds out that Elliot was the first one that slept with her, whatever. How the hell did she not know there were two of them? No, and this this bothered me, Eric, as well. I mean, they have a line later where she addresses it or acknowledges. She's like, I, when she confronts them at the restaurant. Right. So she says repeatedly to Beverly, I want to meet your brother, because she's suspected for a while that there's and, two And he says we're not close. Once he lets it slip that he is a brother, and she's like, oh, I didn't know you had a brother. And he, and he's like, yeah, we're not very close. And then she finds out that they're actually twins. Yeah, she has and a friend that together. says, like, oh, yeah. you're the Mantle twins. Um, and she's really mad. She gets mad. She confronts them. She wants to see them both at the same time to confront both of them at the same time. She must, I must be the only woman in Toronto that hasn't heard of the famous Mantle twins. So it acknowledges implicitly. But, no, it's very hard to believe that but she goes she to this well-known clinic. clinic. Right. She goes to the well-known clinic 
where everybody knows that it's twins and just everybody said you need to go to this qu- clinic is and, it their clinic like the the mantle twins clinic or something the, like that i don't know what it's called but i mean it's the best in quotes whatever you know gonna fertility it's a fertility clinic basically fertility right. clinic in toronto i mean they I, they probably do regular uh, no, they, they, stuff, they, he's but, at one point he says our only our job is to get women pregnant we don't deliver babies we don't do anything that's all we do sure so yeah no it's it's a weird uh, there's a lot of problems in the movie and that's one of them it doesn't bother me probably as much as you but add well, it to it's the list. kind of the it's kind of the like inciting incident in the whole conflict of the movie is that well, she's like you were sharing me between each other and didn't tell me i, I don't know well, that's it, fine. It really if, bugged if, me. If you lo- if you lost you early on, that's fine. I was like willing to accept the premise. It, it it's a lot to swallow. It's it's very implausible. Uh, but even accepting it, there's a lot of issues with this movie. Um, I think. I mean, I don't love Jeremy Irons' performance. The accent bothers me. I'm like, what? Well, you're not even vaguely pretending to be Canadian. I mean, you are clearly from wherever you're from in the United Kingdom. Uh, it's not Canada at all. Um, and, and the two personalities are distinct. I mean, he does a good job making them two different characters. The camera tricks work really well. <clears throat> it's tough to notice most of the time that it's, you know, whatever when they use stand-ins and how the tricks like, okay, that's fine. That part works, but there's a lot of understated emotions that never come out to me. Like we're supposed to watch them slowly uh, disintegrate basically as people because of this weird relationship. And, I've never quite sold on the little subtle emotions that need to happen. I've never sold on on Beverly's anxiety about not being his own person. I've never really sold like Elliot is fine and sane for the whole time until he decides to take drugs in the very last 20 minutes. And then he goes completely off the deep end in a week. And I don't know. I mean, it, I just wasn't sold on all the little things that need to be sold and to really be invested in what's going on. Well, what is this movie about? Um, like, what would you know. how would you define it? Codependency, is I it, guess. Or is it about drugs? Is it about like substance no, abuse? No, the drugs are incidentally. I think the, the 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 drugs are the symptom. The disease is this codependency, um, this this psychological tethering to another human being. I mean, that's why he takes the drugs initially. I think you know he's, he's so Beverly starts getting in a relationship with this actor. Well, that's what sets Elliot off. Is he his brother left him basically, right? He's, no, he's no, that, see, I don't think so. I mean, I so <laughs> that's what leads. Well, I was confused throughout who we were, who is the subject? We're like, who is this Elliot or is this Beverly? I, there were certain points where I was actually kind of confused. Not, I think there's supposed to be a blurring. I mean, I think that's part of it. But here's my take on what I think the timeline is. What happens? Beverly falls in love with the actor. Um, actor wants him to get drugs, and he's also really insecure about. He doesn't want to share this woman. It's the first thing in their entire lives that he hasn't wanted to share with his brother. Him and his brother share everything. We see the one brother goes out and does all the schmoozing. The other one does the research. And they have this dynamic. And he, he believes that basically everything that happens to his brother happens to him. And they're like just two extensions of the same consciousness. They're psychological Siamese twins. So, I mean, you could that, that metaphor is there. We see it in the dream sequence. They're, they're tethered psychologically, but not physically. Um but this is the first thing he doesn't want to share with his brother, but he's also worried because his brother is yeah more charming and likable. His brother will take her away, and he also doesn't quite want to confront and challenge his brother, and it's just like a dynamic. He says, Elliot, the you know masculine, cynical one that has less emotions, it's like, oh, this is new. This is a new experience. This is the first time this has happened. So he starts getting addicted to drugs and goes on his drug journey, and Elliot tries to cover up for him 
and take the damage and detox him. But then they're so out of sync that he decides to start taking drugs so he and his brother will quote-unquote get in sync. When the woman confronts him, he's taking the pills off. He's like, we just need to get in sync. So he gets addicted to drugs to join his brother in the addiction so they can be connected again. That's why I think he does it. I don't know. Okay. Does, that make, does that make any sense to you? Yeah, I mean, no, I, I think that's as plausible as, as you I mean, can get. for. And then they're both fucked up on drugs at that point. Like, I guess, ultimately, Beverly, he gets detoxed. He's with the actor. He has the opportunity to just go live his life if he wants to. But then he decides to go back to his brother. Because Elliot's then messed up. He has to get messed up, too. Right. Yes, right. they go back and yeah, and, they and they're like, answer. there's that where they're like following each other and they're both sort of mimicking each other's movements. I just think yeah. this movie, it was either, it was not weird enough. It didn't didn't get Cronenbergy enough. For oh, it me. doesn't get Cronenbergy enough. I mean, we get the there's one the, dream the, sequence where she bites the thing that's connecting them, which is pretty fucking crazy. But like, yeah, there oh, was yeah. not enough of that. That I, was I didn't yeah, think. It's tiny And my biggest problem is that I just don't care. I mean, there's certain parts about like the set design that, like, I mean, I, their clinic looks oh. weird to me. Yeah, and the uh, the red red the uh, gowns they wear, that they wear, yeah, yeah, they're like nightmarish, and the surgery all it looks terrifying. Like, it looks great, <clears throat> but I just don't care. I'm like, yeah. I, I 100 percent agree. Like, I'm just like, I'm just not invested in seeing them slowly go crazy. Like, I, I, I don't root for them at any point. At no point am I like, well, Whoop. Elliot's an all time like sex like criminal you know what i mean he's like taking advantage of his patients and he's so they have a fertility clinic yeah Yeah. he sleeps with women that's where he recruits most of the women that he sleeps with um he leaves all of the the dirty work to his brother most of the time and he just goes out and yeah just gets drunk and chats people up the one woman where he does the exam he's like hurting her and telling her she's a mutant and he's like awful he's terrible yeah um, no, he's he's unlikable, and Beverly is just kind of a pushover. He's weird too. And they're weird the beginning. The first time we're introduced to them as kids, and they're talking about sexual reproduction, um, and they're like interested in it. And then they go. I mean, they literally go up to another like, I don't know, eleven year old, however the fuck old she is, and they ask her to have sex. They're, they're like that disengaged socially that they do that. Um, I, I guess they're really smart because they invented some new instrument which helps. We see that happened in the like the. Yeah, the mantle, or, whatever. That's yeah, whatever. Them. It's fine. Like, it depends something, but I'm like, I, I, and especially the second time, I mean, I know where it's going. Like, it doesn't get better. Like, I know they're just going to slowly descend into nothingness. I feel bad for the women that they exploit. I feel bad for the woman that, like, gets the wrong instrument put in her or during the surgery, right, when he has the, like, yeah. scorpion tail. <clears throat> well, and he's so fucked up on drugs, he can't move it correctly. And it's well, it's just wrong. And then he's like, I need something to bring me down. And he tries to get the laughing gas or whatever, whatever the fucking drugs were she was getting to like be knocked out or sleeping gas. He needs something to like calm me down. And he jumps on top of her body. I mean, it's just like I just feel bad for everybody around him. And I think these guys are twits. I mean, I, it's such a unique problem having a twin and being unable to like separate your life. I guess maybe that's the horror. I don't know. I mean, I don't have a twin really. We did a dumb bit about it, but I don't have a twin. I'm not that close with any one human being. That seems weird to me from the get-go to be so enmeshed with another human to be like, "Oh, you should have been there, brother." Well, oh, I, I thought, was because you I were there. I thought the like the idea where you fall in love with somebody, you know, there's sort of that weird codependency that happens when you're you have a partner in life. You know what I mean? And like, but yeah, it didn't Elliot, really. 
it didn't really dive into that much at all about like actually the actress woman towards the latter half of the movie is kind of like out of it. She's like hardly in the movie once no, they. No, she isn't. She goes away and he's yeah. an idiot and like he calls. So they're in Toronto and she goes somewhere else to shoot a movie. He calls her room and a man right. answers and he just. It's like the costume shoots. designer or something for the and movie. And he just assumes yeah. immediately that it's yeah. somebody else, and then he's just upset and he assumes she's not been faithful and he whines about it and it's like. You're a doctor. You're supposed to have a much bigger, like, sense of like empirical knowledge, and uh, you didn't. And, and you're just whining. And then he goes from relying on his brother to relying on her. I mean, he doesn't like. He just looking for somebody else to replace his brother. He's not able to function independently at all. It's just a he needs a different person to help him cope. I guess I don't know, but I'm just like I don't care. Like, you guys are super wealthy doctors, <clears throat> and you guys can't figure out your relationship you can't figure out how to navigate that without drugs and then you decide to do drugs if you don't take the drugs then you would have been fine and you guys could have carried on and they didn't and then you're so fucked up you kill your brother yeah uh, there was a certain part where i'm like why why would you choose to turn this into a movie and just do it like straight like it's pretty much like a, a for as far as i can tell a pretty cl- close retelling of what actually happened. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're, well, he, the he, actor he stuff might be and different. guesses, guesses, yeah. uh, he fills in a lot of the details. Um, but yeah, it's fine. I mean, yeah, it does like this story doesn't interest me. Clearly it fascinated him and he can make the movie once, but I'm just not interested in what's going on at all. It never hooks me. I never have a rooting interest. And in I just watch these two guys that I don't really like all that much. I really at all slowly like have their lives crumble because they they can't navigate being twins and also deciding how to handle romantic relationships or just like living separately that's so daunting to them like i don't think most twins are that bad i don't think that's i don't even think that's a common twin i just think these guys were weirdos that actually did it in real life that whatever stuff that they're whatever hang-ups it's like okay yeah, you don't get the cool visual effects i i mean i, I don't love jeremy Irons, but i mean he's, he's good but i don't think this is amazing I think he's pretty good. I actually think he's the one sort of. If you were going to recommend this, I'd be like, Jeremy Irons is pretty good. You know, there's it's and the set designs. I mean, long the look list of great. But. I was thinking of adaptation where there's like an actor. I don't. I don't often love where the actor plays a twin. It it doesn't doesn't usually work. But I, adaptation, I think, is top tier. Like, oh, it's great. Yeah, does that perfectly. Well, yeah, this is yeah. But he's there no was Nicolas like Cage a, in adaptation. Like, he's not like on that level. There wasn't there some show on HBO with James Franco where he played its twin Fargo the one season of Fargo Ewan McGregor played a twin. Oh, it just doesn't w- doesn't work that well when it's done. And you know, and the technology you think this is from the eighties, like the obviously the, he had to shoot it twice, right? Where they're in the same scene, he shoots it twice and they kind of cut it over. But like that's done with like actual film, right? He's laying one film on top yep. of the other. There wasn't computers. He didn't do CGI and add them in there. No, it took um, a lot of work. It took a lot. It must've taken a lot of work to film this. Cause most of it is just Jeremy Irons playing off himself. Yeah. Which... It, it, it's fascinating. Cause like we talked mall rats, you know, whatever, a couple of weeks ago. And this movie, I think the filmmaking is better than in mall rats. I think the acting is better in mall rats, but I, I... <laughs> I'm just a little, little more engaged with a movie like Mallrats, and then here I'm just, I'm not having fun. I'm not really creeped out. I'm just kind of annoyed. Kind of just don't want to be with these guys at all. And I, it's like, I don't know. I can't, I can't look at the relationship and just like take a metaphor for my own life 
maybe other people have this codependency problem, but it's, yeah, I don't know. Here, I'm just looking at, so Lindsay Lohan and Parent Trap, she played a twin. That's uh, fine. Leonardo DiCaprio, the man in the Iron Mask, played that's, a twin. That's better performance than Jeremy Irons in this, I think, yeah. Jackie Chan in Twin Dragons. I don't know if you've seen, checked that out. Okay, Michael yeah. Keaton in Multiplicity. I've not seen, seen that movie. No, I'm not, not either. But yeah, the Nick Cage and Ad. Uh, oh, uh, Adam Sandler and Jack and Jill. That's your favorite movie. Oh my God, that's probably ghastly. I've never seen it. It looks so stupid. So there's a couple, but uh, I think this is one of the better twin. There's some. Twins. Alec Guinness in a movie like Kind Hearts and Cornets in like the 1949, 1950, somewhere in there. He played several different members of the same family. He plays a character that's trying to. He's technically like 15th in line for the throne, and he's slowly offing his family members so he gets closer closer to the throne. Um, that's really good. And this so is it's fine. Like, I, it's like a nutty professor kind of thing where he plays a bunch of different family members? Yeah, I would say a little more British and understated than okay. uh, Eddie Murphy in than, The Nutty Professor. farting constantly? Yes, and, and laughing and yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I started some of those. Uh, Peter Sellers does multiple roles in oh, yeah. Strange Love and he's, of course, incredible. That always um, confused me. Why? Why? I just think because Peter Sellers is that great, but yeah. I'm a big Peter Sellers fan. Um, I, I guess Jeremy Irons is, is decent. It's not, I wouldn't call it a bad performance, but I'm not looking at this like, oh, man, it's great. To me, the number one reason to watch this movie would just be the the, the costumes and set designs because it's just so weird. It's like it it doesn't feel real. This is part of the problem, too, is like I don't think there's any clinic that would look like where they are. And even when they're like having drinks, and things, like these buildings don't make sense to me. I don't they don't feel real at all. Like, and that's okay. I don't think he's going for realism, but I'm just, they're just like unsettling. I was also really confused. So apparently the, you know, the ending is, is his choice, right? Cause like I said, we don't really know how no, sure. they were found dead. And like the medical examiner apparently couldn't like, couldn't determine how they died in this yeah. movie, the Beverly, right. Or, or yeah, Beverly does, he gets all fucked up and does a weird operation on Elliot, like cuts him open. And yes, it's like, he's getting rid of, it's like they're Siamese twins and he's cutting, right. cutting them out without really knowing he's doing, he wakes up and he's like, Oh my God, what happened? Yeah, and he then he, but then he like cleans himself up, walks outside, makes a phone call and then walks back inside, lays down. And then the movie ends and we see, I don't. Is he supposed to be dead in the end of this movie? I was confused by that. I too. thought he was alive, or he'd taken enough drugs that he was going to die. That he was going to. We didn't see brother. him take the drugs. No, He's just I, yeah, I don't know there. that. You, you could whatever. All guesses are valid. My take is that he just slammed a bunch of drugs and he's going to OD and die. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. We don't know that. Yeah, I think he's considering like, oh, I guess with my brother dead, I can actually move on and live my own life for a second. He considers it for a second, but then actor calls he was like who is this i think at the end he can't answer that question because his brother isn't alive so he has no idea who he is existential like oh yeah, then he, he just has to die he's like yeah i'm not i'm nothing my brother's gone i don't exist anymore there is no me or whatever he has whatever convoluted problem and he goes back and i assume kills himself but he could maybe he'll lay there and then slowly ch- starve to death or die of drug withdrawal or whatever i mean i don't know and they're disgusting penthouse I don't know. Yeah, that I was, was just confused by the ending. I was like, "What? what? This yeah, is but weird. but if you think he's still alive, you can think that. You know, who knows? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, the true story is that they both died, so right. I assume he's supposed to be dead. Yeah, but it looked like he was breathing to me. I mean, he looks like he's literally alive when the camera cuts away. 
but it's just so weird because like I and there, it's really these are there's these two characters and you get the actor and that's it. I mean, there are just some side characters and there's just such weirdness. At one point, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's also like their clinic was weird because there was oh, like yeah. there's just them. They're the only doctors, but they had this, uh, some support staff. But it's just like a weird setup. Like I know yeah. there are boutique medical offices, but that's such a thing that doesn't really exist a whole lot anymore. You know, there's all these like HMOs that run pretty. I mean, are there just like a family doctor that's got its own office and you can just like go that's just such a rare thing now you know it doesn't happen at all that's was such a foreign idea too yeah but you're right. I, there's no other characters there's no no one else to like add anything watching. to the story yeah because the actor is just really there to be like the thing that beverly wants anyway it's not really interested in her as a person she's just there to oh he's got to fall in love with her and then she's got to go away and he's got to assume well, we, like an idiot. That we learn early on she's got some weird sex hang-ups. Which is but, part of what they were excited about. They're like, oh, But look. they don't investigate that any further. It's just like they have their weird sex in the beginning and then they never go. I th- that's what I thought this movie – I thought this movie was going to be like a weird sex, like nope. about weird sex and about like kind of the craziness of all that. But they just like move right past it and move right – it's like it's like Cronenberg didn't – have the nerve or something to like go full in or I, I don't know it's weird I don't think I don't know well maybe it's nerves I mean I no given I've you haven't seen Videodrome Videodrome came out before this he Kuhnberg has no problem steering into crazy weird sex territory right which is why I figured and crash is coming down the road so I yeah I don't know that's a reasonable assumption I don't know what I that's just what I don't think was what interested him with even this the movie. fly has weird sex shit to it I mean or sure. body body stuff like body horror and naked shit. lunch has weird sex stuff in it i mean there like he's got I, 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 he clearly has the nerve it's not a question of him it's just that he didn't want to i think for whatever reason i don't know it, it it's bizarre um i, I guess he, I didn't like even the scene where there the, he tries to get him into the menage a trois and and right. beverly's like no he doesn't want to do it like I thought, like, okay, that'd be kind of an interesting and creepy and uncomfortable scene to watch, like, these two brothers fuck a lady. It reminded me like, of Cabaret a little bit there, Eric. I, if you don't, I, you've probably forgotten the dance scene. Um, yeah, I, I did forget that, but you're right. There is a similar... It's very, sort of, like, un, uncomfortable, and then he says he can't do it, ultimately. Um, yeah, they could have tried, but he, he had to be in his funk. He couldn't, he couldn't do it because he's still in love with the woman. Because, you right. know, that's a thing that is lost, too, to film history, is, like sex in movies you know i there was this like discussion online about how like marvel movies don't have sex in them at all and it's like there's a whole generation of people that watch movies now that like have no idea that there like was sex in movies before you know what i mean i mean (laughs) there there is but you got to steer clear from like the multiplex movies but yeah and all the big temple releases sex is like there's barely kissing yeah. yeah, no, no, no. It's yeah, it's very implied. You got to go to more indie areas. And I know the Eternals had a sex scene that's a Marvel movie, and it was like a big deal. Like, oh my god, there was a sex scene I, in this movie. I missed it. But Eternals. I mean, it is true. I think like in movie, like even Schwarzenegger movies, there was always a gratuitous sex scene in his movies. You know, I mean, it wasn't. I don't know if it was tastefully done. Uh, well, back no, in we, those we days. certainly got rid of like pointless. Just we're gonna have boobs to have boobs. I mean that that's definitely gone. I I, I don't miss that. Is that that's a not, negative thing. I don't know. Well, if you like having boobs in the movie, sure. But I mean, if you think they kind of, I'm a guy that just, likes boobs. I don't know. 
Okay, does it? You think it's objectifying no, it, at all? Uh, uh, it obviously is, um, and it's obviously like and men making movies for men. And it makes you not able to have PG thirteen movies, or you know, like that, like. But like John Wick, I, could we have some nudity in a John Wick movie? Or radar? I don't know. Why not? You got if enough you want, violence. You got people getting fucking killed. Why look, can't you? We can find sex movies with weird. I mean. But we can find movies with weird sex stuff in it if you really want. I mean, I don't know. Uh, there again, was that but, movie, The uh, Titan. Uh, it was a French movie that came out a few years ago. It's like lady fucks a car and she gets pregnant by the car and has like a car baby. It's super weird, but it's got it's got some weird sex and sort of trans stuff in there too. Um, yeah, you're right. There are some movies that have have. But they, yeah, they're not mainstream hits. They're there's stuff like Blue is the warmest color, and they're they're just like they're gonna steer into that heavily. But yeah, that it's like not, ten years old. Okay. Sorry. I'm just saying, like, it, it, modern movies, they're even like R rated comedies, there's barely any sex in them. So I was about to do a search on this computer, and I didn't want to do that search on this computer. Movies so with sex in them, yep. You, you wouldn't like those uh, Google results. Like, uh, yeah, say no to that. Um, this, I mean, as you say, yeah, the click, I was just kind of read it as like, they were so important they could set the terms they wanted, and basically their model was, hey, wealthy women that are having trouble getting pregnant, they'll come to us, and we can charge them a lot of money. And that seemed to be their like business model. Yeah, and they had just... so many patients that they were, you know, so busy they couldn't even take vacations or whatever. Yeah, that's well, Beverly right. was. Beverly was seeing all the patients. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Cronenberg. Let's maybe let's chat about little Cronenbergy. Well. Uh, the whole time I was watching this movie, Eric, I kept thinking, man, I wish Eric had picked Scanners instead. I haven't seen Scanners in a long time. Much more fun to rewatch. You would almost certainly like Scanners. Yeah, I should have like this Scanners. Movie. And it was I like should've. on HBO Max also, and I was like, I oh, it's right there. I, oh. I, I, I almost picked it. Of all the, cro- the only reason I picked this, like I said, is because there was an Amazon show. I was like, oh, shit, this going to be a good movie. They made an Amazon show about it. Oh, maybe. I to me, like if it, you've seen a little bit of Cronenberg, but if no, somebody's seen no Cronenberg, to me, like Scanners is where you start. You get cool visual effects. It's Heads not, blown up. Yeah, it's not full on weirdness. It doesn't go crazy weird with with any one direction. It's just like a really solid, exciting, fun movie. Um, and your then favorite Cronenberg movie then is Videodrome. Oh, by oh far. it is. Oh, that's right. So that's one of your all time favorite movies. Oh, Videodrome is incredible. Um, and it's Isn't it James funny Woods. Weird. Isn't that James Woods? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's fine. He he. It works because he plays a creep in the movie, I think. So that's part of uh, part of why it works. The, that that you probably don't have a high opinion of James Wood isn't a problem necessarily with this movie, but it steers heavily into weird sex stuff. You get you'll get weird sex stuff for sure um, in that movie. You won't you. I don't think you'll be wondering where's all the weird sex stuff in Videodrome. Um, and again, I, I'll pick it sometime. I I certainly don't want you to give up on Cronenberg. You picked a movie that. I mean, I was like looking at his total list uh, of movies here. Like, okay, Scanners is better, Videodrome is better, The Fly is better, Naked Lunch is better, um, and these are just the ones I've seen. Like, History of Violence is better, Eastern Promises is better. Those are the ones I've seen. Well, I don't think every one of those is a better movie than uh, Dead Ringers. I mean, so you like? Why did they make the sh- a show of of this? Like, just IP? They just it's a thing, so they made it. Seems I guess, like such I don't a know. weird choice. Maybe Rachel Weiss wanted to make it, and you thought, hey, we can actually take this in a back. It's something that could be improved upon. Like, having yeah, seen the movie, I'm like, it. you're like, 
it's like no, a cover like, of a song where you're like, this, there's something here. You just didn't actually. Yeah, they didn't explore this. Like, yeah. they, they, he didn't like really get into the meat of this. And if we do a mini series where it's like five or six episodes or whatever, like we could actually do something way more compelling with this. There's a lot of meat on the bone, I guess I would say. Um, it was left here because I feel like we just skimmed the surface and the pacing is just so weird. Like the them guy, taking advantage of their patience is a fucked up thing to do, but that would be a compelling movie. You know what I mean? To to see them like be creep criminals, like, I don't. I, I think that would be a more interesting exploration than what we got. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of directions you could take this, a lot of ways to go, and they just go look. These brothers sure are like extensions of one another, and then like the pacing is just so wonky. Like we meet him and he just gets sad and mopey for two thirds of the movie, and then the one brother like it's just right at the very end he just yeah. like. Okay, I'm going to take a pill now, and then the next time we see him, he's in a suit, in the shower, on a seven-day bender of whatever he's taken. I don't know. I'm like, okay, yeah. this pacing is weird. It doesn't work. It just falls flat. Like, the movie just doesn't, just plain doesn't work for me at all. Um, yeah. I, I don't have a whole lot else to say about it. I mean, I I won't give up on Cronenberg, but I'll say my my experience with him is not you, super you great. You picked a weird path. That's I mean, great. the three movies you've seen. I which, did, Sure. Of sure. the three movies you've seen, which do you did you like the most? The Fly is probably the oh, best those, of them. Yeah, I've I haven't seen Dead Zone, but Fly oh, is way better. I mean, Fly isn't like my favorite corner, but it's like it's a really De- Dead Zone is like you'd have to tell somebody after the fact that that's a Cronenberg movie. Like, what? Yeah, oh yeah, it's Cronenberg. It's I mean it's a Stephen King book. Okay. It's, it's really more to the book than it is. And the only reason I watched it is because I read the book and I was like, what's Got this it. movie about? Okay. Yeah. It was Cronenberg in Dead Ringers. Does he play the the artist guy that makes the? I don't know. Actually, I don't really know what he looks tools. like. He could. I like kind of just that sequence. Like, well, either way, that guy was just a bad actor. Then who so. could be? That would be. I figured he was so that, bad that it that, had to be the director. That, that's that, that's a funny approach. Um, but it's like, and then we just get enough of like, we get it. Beverly's going crazy. We spend so much time watching him like lose touch with reality. It's like I get it. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of movies where that is like you know like the Joker or any Aronofsky movie you're watching like somebody lose like go insane that's a thing it just that's a hard thing to pull off and it has to be compelling enough for you to care to care about the person that's doing it I mean and the pacing uh, has to be right taxi driver is probably the like best example of that kind of a movie and it's really that's really hard to do and he starts off with like completely like already kind of off right I mean he doesn't start off like this is a totally normal, reasonable guy. He starts off kind of off kilter, and he's that right. way through the beginning. And this we get like twins who have a weird relationship, and they like split women, but they're otherwise normal. And then it's just he's sad about a woman <clears throat> that causes him to. I mean, it just yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't work. It, like Joker is like it's slow, and it gets you there piece by piece, bit by bit, as he slowly gets great. Like it builds up to it, and it works. And this just, it's just like, I don't know, it's like, I don't know, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work at all. Yeah. Um. So, yes, no, please, you have not seen any of the movies I think are his best um, at all. And there's other ones that I haven't seen that might be really good, too. Um. So, yeah, it bums me out that you have taken the circuitous route and then you accidentally picked Dead Ringers. Like, oh, I, the whole time I was like, I'll be sh- so shocked if Eric likes this movie about these two weird twins. I'll be very shocked. No, um, I didn't. I didn't like it very much at all. If I'm being honest. No, I didn't think so either. I mean, I didn't. I mean, 
So we'll, 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 we'll return to Cronenberg at some other point because I, I want you to get a better Cronenberg experience. And if you liked The Fly at least, I think there's stuff to at least also like or potentially love. I mean, like I said, I'd be, I'd be shocked if you didn't enjoy Scanners. Um, and after this discussion, I'm, I'm almost tempted to change my pick to Scanners. I'm not going to, but I'm tempted. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't I, have a lot else to say. Yeah, just I, think I, I think I had like a two star, maybe maybe a one and a half star is where I'd put this. Yeah, I mean, I did it. I, this one I reviewed a long time ago for myself, and I, I think I did two and a half stars. And this time I would drop it down to two. You could probably talk me into two and a half again, but it's like, it just doesn't. It doesn't land. Yeah, it I think you work. said it best. Like, I just didn't care. I just didn't <laughs> care what happened to these guys. No, there's nothing to be invested. It's like, they're already at the top, and they screw it up for really stupid reasons in a way that's kind of unconvincing. But the set designs are great. I mean, it looks pretty good. It's got a, got a creepy vibe. Makes me yeah. not want to ever go to a gynecologist. That's for Eric, sure. I think you're safe. I no, think I know. you're okay. I, I think I am too, but uh, what a scary thing women have to do. Jeez. Oh, yeah. See, and if it had the female perspective at all, it could have right. viewed this and it as clearly terrifying doesn't. from theirs. Yeah. If it's like well, the experience of going and having your legs spread open and be examined by these powerful creeps who, you, you I mean, you need to get checked in. You need, you know, you need medical advice or you want to get pregnant, you have to tolerate these creeps. That'd be a movie. And there, I'm sure there are many creeps <laughs> that become gynecologists. That is oh. probably a, a pretty high breeding ground for creepy-ass dudes to become sure. gynecologists. I'm sure it is. And But yeah, the movie has no interest in the female perspective at all. I mean, this is just something else like, Mallrats is sexist, sure, but this is like worse in some ways, because it really just doesn't care about the women. Yeah. It's like, we're supposed to care about the creeps or be interested and i'm not but so we're, we're pretty much there i mean yes we could split hairs over a half star but I, I this isn't a movie i would recommend to just about anybody if you're a cronenberg fan i'd be surprised if this is anybody's favorite cronenberg movie it would just be a really big surprise to me because it's just it's not very good but all right eric it has a 86 uh meta score metacritic score which is pretty high um let's see rotten tomatoes where are we at here uh, 7.2 IMDb rating. It's pretty high. Out of 10. Fair I don't enough. know. I, 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 yeah, I don't care. So, uh, five degrees of Field of Dreams. Should we move on from Dead Ringers? Let's do it. All right. I'll jump in and I got mine up. So okay. I went with uh, Jeremy Irons, who I think is... I think he's good in this movie. You you disagree? Uh, good, uh, maybe maybe good is is, is tepid enough. He's decent. I, I like Jeremy good. Irons a lot. Uh, he was really good in the Watchmen series. I don't know if you watched that. Oh, yeah, he's great in that. I don't have a problem with Jeremy Irons generally. I, just I really like Jeremy Irons. We were talking before we recorded that he also plays Alfred in the DC Extended Universe, which is such a waste of his talents. <laughs> I think he has a lot of those. He was in the original Dungeons and Dragons movie uh, from I like saw that. 2000. Um, so um, he's, he's had some some maybe questionable calls, but but I picked a movie that he I think he's I, I would say this is his best performance in a movie that I've seen, and that's a movie called Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, he's great in that. He is. He plays what Simon, mm-hmm. Hans Gruber's brother. He's incredible in that movie. Yeah. Uh, really great, and that's a great movie. That's a fucking all time great movie. Die Hard with a Vengeance. 
Yeah. Bruce Willis is in that. Bruce Willis is in a movie called Unbreakable, M. Night Shyamalan movie. Sure. Uh, I started watching M. Night Shyamalan movies with my kids, by the way. Uh, Whoa. We, we started with uh, Signs. Okay. Because my kids wanted to watch horror movies, and like my wife won't let them watch any rated R ones, so I'm trying to find PG-13. All of M. Night Shyamalan's movies are PG-13, even Sixth Sense. And I watched a trailer for that with my kids, and they got a little scared, so we didn't watch that. We what watched do you think of Signs? They loved it. They really okay. loved it. Okay. We also watched a movie called The Visit, which I had never seen before. It's one of his later movies. Sure. Pretty creepy movie. Okay. Um, but they liked that quite a bit. So uh, I'm trying to get them to watch. They want to watch Split, which is the like. Uh, it's yeah. kind of connected to Unbreakable. James McAvoy, right? He has James several Mac- personalities. personalities yeah. And then in the end, Bruce Willis shows up. But anyways, it's connected. And then there's Glass, which has the it's like the trilogy. Right. But anyways. I picked Unbreakable star Samuel Jackson. He plays Mr. Glass, who's he's in Pulp Fiction with Frank Wally. Okay. Bill Dreams. Yeah, I decided I was going to try it. So here's the thing. I kept calling her actor. I couldn't, I didn't know. I couldn't even remember her characters. Claire is the woman's name, the woman that Beverly is interested in. Um, I, I couldn't recognize her from anything, but I was like, let's see, let's see what she's got. Let's see if I can get there from her. And her, the actor's name is Guinevere Bujold. Is my attempt at it? Sure. I don't, I don't know. Um, but she is in a movie called Anne of a Thousand Days about Anne Boleyn, um, whose head was famously chopped off by Henry VIII. Um, also in that movie is Richard Burton. Um, you know the stalwart of the stage and screen. And Richard Burton is in a movie called Exorcist 2, The Heretic. Have you ever seen any of the Exorcist sequels? No, but I heard, I think the, is it Exorcist 3 supposed to have some really crazy jump scare in it? There's a, yeah. I think okay. it's Exorcist 3. I've heard that's the best of yeah. them. Um, yeah. But I, I've, not, I've only ever seen the first one. Um, like I, if you Google like best jump scares, I think that movie pops up like probably in many lists. Exorcist 3. That movie's got, uh, and it's got a lot of heavy hitters in it. I mean, so Linda Blair's back again. Um, Louise Fletcher, who is the nurse and one of the Cougars is, Max Matsudo is back in a flashback, I think. Um, James Earl Jones is in that movie, Ned Beatty. Uh, you know, a lot of great actors who are probably, you know, past their heyday. And then um, a guy called Paul Henry, who you've actually seen in a movie before, Eric. Um, he's actually in. Uh, this isn't the movie I'm using, but he's in Casablanca. He's the the Laszlo, the resistance leader. It's kind of boring. Okay. Um, and, and Ingrid Bergman is with to try to you know keep him motivated to keep the fight going. Um, anyway, he is in a movie called Rope of Sand, which is um, I mean it's an old thriller. It actually sounds kind of good. It has to do with like a diamond mine and, and different interests and a bit of a crime drama, but uh, so like three of those actors that are in Casablanca are actually in Rope of Sand, but the lead is Burt Lancaster who is in Field of Dreams. So. Okay. Good work. There we go. Yes. So Indeed. what are we watching next week, Ben? All right, Eric. Let's start. Um, so give it the year and guess what? It's a magical year. Best year in the history of uh, humanity. 1984. That was the year this movie came out. Didn't figure it out yet. LeBron James was born that year, so yeah, pretty good year. Um, so 1984, are we Indiana Jones? 
I think that's Temple of Doom, but no, I'm not. It's not Temple of Doom. Okay. I, uh, you know, I maybe am due for. I haven't seen any Indiana moves in a while, especially with the new one coming out. Right. That's. Up. I thought maybe. Okay. No. no that's that's a, that's a, that's a reasonable sort of surmise based on just the year, but no, it's not. Um. So all right. Uh, I'm gonna give you the director. Uh, we'll give you a couple things. So the director of this movie, um, co-wrote Big Trouble in Little China. Okay. I can give you the name. So. It's W. D. Richter. I don't think it's gonna be helping. It's it's not it's not John Carpenter. Co-wrote. Okay. All right. That W. D. Richter is the guy's name. Doesn't yeah. help me. He's only directed two movies. He's got some, he's got some solid writing credits, but he's he's only directed one. All right. So this movie, uh, clue number three. It stars RoboCop. It uh, also features Doc Brown and Doctor Ian Malcolm. Um. Uh, who's the actor? So Peter Weller, Christopher Lloyd, Jeff Goldblum. Yep. Okay. Yep. They're all in this movie. Does that that help you at all? So sorry, Peter Weller, Christopher Lloyd, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yep. I also give um, John Lithgow is also in it too. Just give me another. What? This sounds bonkers. I have <laughs> never heard of this movie. Um. Yeah, well, I'll tell you how. Um, All right, so, clue number four. In conjunction with this film's 1984 release, Marvel Comics published a comic book adaptation. Um, In Marvel Super Special number 33, the adaptation was also released as a two-issue limited series. So the comic came after the movie. It co-released. They released around the same time. But it's not not based off of a Marvel comic. Uh, No, correct. Marvel released it. Um, Gosh, I man. I know Deep Cover is Goldblum, but that's I think that's later in the 80s. Boy, I don't know. Do I get another clue or am I all Yeah, yeah you got one more. Um, I, I'm going to give you, first of all, I'm going to edit out the name of one of the titular character and then I can give it to you with the, well... Blank Blank, born to an American mother and a Japanese father, thus began life as he was destined to live it. Going in several directions at once, a brilliant neurosurgeon, this restless young man grew quickly dissatisfied with a life devoted solely to medicine. He roamed the planet studying martial arts and particle physics, collecting around him a most eccentric group of friends, those hard-rocking scientists, the Hong Kong Cavaliers. What? And now, with his astounding jet car ready for a bold assault on the dimension You're barrier... You're making this... This isn't real. This is the opening scrawl of the movie. This, this is like when you watch it, this is the first thing you'll get is the text that will read this. This is the setup. Uh, so it's, he's a neurosurgeon, but he travels the world with doing martial arts? He studied martial arts, medicine, particle physics, and he's also got a group of friends, um, uh, hard rock scientists. Who's the scientist. star? Who is the star? Peter Weller is the lead. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's an ensemble cast, but he this is... like one of those, like... American Ninja movies or, or whatever, like Cyborg or some one of those crazy martial arts I don't movies. Know, see, I didn't know if you've ever heard of this. Uh, should I just tell you the title? Yeah. Uh, the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. Okay, I've heard of Buckaroo Banzai, but I'd never seen it before. Have you seen no, this movie No, this is before? one I was like, I got inspired. I wanted to, to, to cry. It's been a while since I've done a, a new movie, movie that's new to me. And I, it's one I've heard... It's kind of floated around nerd circles, but I've never seen it. Um, and uh, it's a 
a wacky sci-fi comedy thing. I don't know. I have no idea. It might be terrible, but I saw the uh, trailer. It was on Amazon Prime. And the trailer is just, you see this funky, weird music and Peter Weller is walking towards the camera. And then you see all these like bizarre 80s character, like Jeff Goldblum is dressed as a cowboy. For whatever reason, you see these other people, a guy who I think is from like Highlander. I don't know the actor's name. They're all walking and they're joining them like shirtless scientists. And then it cuts to a few like weird, like practical effects because it's the mid 80s. Why do they have to be shirtless? I It, it works with the vibes of the movie. Uh, and then it gets like one okay. little clip where there's this like kind of goofy line that Peter Weller delivers straight. Um, I don't know a lot about it. Obviously, sci-fi, fantasy, wacky. Um, I want to try it. I want to see how it works. Um, I think it'd be fun to talk about and watch it. Shows that over. Uh, there was a also a movie called Vibes, which is uh, apparently Jeff Goldblum stars as a psychic along with Cindy Lauper. As a romantic comedy, okay. it's like I, I started watching a little bit of it. It's like, oh, this is. It's not going to be so bad. It's good. It's like it's just going to be boring. Um, it's like not going to be zany and weird enough. But, uh, but no, yeah. there's a buck or bonsai across the eighth dimension. So we'll take a look. At it. So we'll stream it on Amazon okay. Prime for free. For fun, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Check it out. Buck or bonsai.